Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Get Clean Podcast. I'm your host, Khalil Sherrod, and this is episode 35. In this episode, I'll be interviewing J.C. Bird. J.C. Bird owns his own private strength conditioning program, another conjugate guy uh, based out of Utah. So I hope you guys enjoy this, and let's get clean. Hello? Yo. Yo, what's going on? <laughs> Nothing much, man. How about you? Doing pretty good. I just got done with uh, my max lower session. <laughs> What'd you do? I tried uh, – I actually was fiddling around with a little like a, a like a frog stance block pull. Frog uh, stance block yeah, pull. Yeah, kind of like a – I wanted to do conventional – and then I realized as soon as I started doing it, I was like, fuck, I hate this. And so <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I was like, you know, I want to screw around with a little something different because I've been, I've been going wide for a couple months now. So I don't know. Trying to find all my weak points, that's for sure. What you get? Pull 475. I went for, I went for 515, dude. It just floored me. <laughs> what pin was it on? Uh, I use four mats. So, yeah, like rubber mats I cut out of horse stall mats. Mm. So, you know, roughly four inches. Take mm. a few. Are you uh, thinking about competing in anything, or are you just, just training to train? Not yet. I mean, I just don't just because uh, I'm not really even strong enough to even put out a good show. So I'm like, <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> I worry about it. I really, the way I view it is, I mean, I still play baseball and I, you know, that's how I want to work with is baseball athletes. And so like, right. for me, you know, the numbers are nice and they're important and, you know, you want them to go up, but I also view it as like the, that stimulus, you know what I mean? Like I still mm-hmm. want that max effort stimulus. Um, and I just love the, I love the, the way you program with conjugate too. And so, it just fits my personality and it fits my schedule really well. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. I have to get shot <laughs> before I put in for a competition or something, man. <laughs> I've been uh, I've been lifting now, like dedicated strength for like eight months, and like my numbers are good. If I would have competed in the one ninety eights, I probably could have broke the state records. But because I got fatter since I stopped playing basketball, mm-hmm. I, yeah. I'm not going to do that great in the meet, like, compared to the other guys. Because I'm, like, I'm sitting at, like, 238 right now. Okay. I want to get to 220, but it's, like, even if I don't – even if I get down to 220, I'm still not going to do well compared to, like, if there's decent guys at 220, I'm not going to do it. But I just view it as, like, I'm going in to have fun because it's going to be my first one and then go from there. Absolutely. (laughs) Plus, I like a good ass kicker. You know, it's like, all right, all right, now I got to go back. I gotta do better. <laughs> Absolutely, it's a good little competition too, and yeah, yeah, it's something it's something to hold yourself up against. I think that's kind of something why I should kind of you know consider doing it, just because I think I do need something to really motivate me a little more to uh, to hit some numbers. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I think that might be part of it. I need to get some more training partners. I think that's part of my issue. True. Too, is, True. You, you know, working out by yourself? Yeah. Well, and I have yeah. a friend that comes and oh. trains with me. Um, okay. but it, he, he works in lawn care. And so it's like this morning he couldn't, he, he didn't even show up cause he had to get going on work. And so, oh. 
<laughs> that's the tough part. You know, I like the I like the doing things alone for a little bit, but you need you know you need someone stronger and you need to kick your ass, honestly. Yeah, and, that's, and if you need a spotter for like benching and shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's why I always turn to doing bench work off pins or something like that. Yeah, just because it's like. Uh, I, you know, no sense in putting myself in, in danger, you know what I mean? Especially yeah. if it's like, you know, stimulus based, that's kind of my view at it. So I try not to really get too caught up in it. We'll see. I think uh, I've been talking to JJ and I, uh, I hopefully once we can start swinging our schedules a little tighter, I want to start trying to go up and train with him and see what he can show me. Cause I think that's, like I said, dude, when you ain't got, uh, people stronger than you to kind of show you what you're doing wrong and yeah. motivate you. It's just, it's really hard. You know, <laughs> I've always been the strongest guy out of anybody I've trained with. And up until like a couple months before the pandemic, I'd only been training at a real powerlifting gym for like maybe, you know, it was like six months, six, seven months. Mm. And then I've just been training out of my house ever since. All right, man, what's up? Tell everybody who you are and what you do, your job and everything. All right, so my name is J.C. Bird. Uh, I'm a strength and conditioning coach. My business name is Unbridled Strength and Performance. Um, I'm, also, I'm also part owner in a new supplement line or a new supplement drink that uh, me and uh, a couple of guys I've, I've gone into business with up in New Jersey, it's called Drink Alchemy. Um, it's a pretty sweet, uh, it's a new take on, it's, it's not much of an energy drink. It's more of like a nootropic drink. We're still trying to kind of craft a, you know, better way to categorize it just because we don't really want to pigeonhole ourselves into calling it just an energy drink. Cause we think it's a lot more than that. Um, and I'm also part of the strong coach and there's my dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we got two they're asleep they're asleep right now hopefully yeah. they stay that way <laughs> exactly yeah i'm also part of strong coach coalition uh and I've been doing oh so you must know my boss he must be you must be in the group my boss at the rack yep yeah uh that's uh is it ed yeah ed yeah, yeah that's ed i haven't talked to him personally but i yeah i do know him uh that gym's pretty sweet though how do you look oh, yeah. there Oh, yeah. I love it. <laughs> I'm usually there. Today's the only day where I take off. I'm probably going to switch it to Sunday not being there, be there Tuesday. But I'm there every day. Constant, like, we have – Ed's always trying to buy some more shit. So, I'm always playing around with something that I have. There's still stuff in the gym. I've been there. I mean, I've been working there for, like, eight months. But I was a member before that for, like, a year. There's still stuff in there I haven't used. Like, we have so much stuff. But anything you can think of, basically, we have it. Probably Dude, except the damn that, static like, dynamic developer thing. I know. You've been using that. <laughs> He's like, I want it. Right? Yeah, I've used the Zercher harness. Yeah, yeah. We don't have the one that has the super long sticks, but ours is still pretty damn. Like, compared to when you go back from using your damn arms and you have that, you're like, yeah, I'll just take this. This is good. <laughs> yeah, dude. I love those things because uh, Zercher I don't think they're that expensive. Awesome. I don't think they're that expensive, at least. Really? I, I'm going to have to look at it. I, I think my next purchase, I want to start doing, uh, I want to get like a yoke. Uh, the, for the strongman carries? Yeah. 
I feel like okay. I, I have a little better build for maybe strongman stuff. I don't know. We'll, I, How tall are you? I'm 6'4". Six 6'4". Four. Six four. How much do you weigh? Uh, This morning, 243. Because you just want to – because my – uh, our coach, one of the coaches at our gym, he used to, he was doing strongman. He, he's just been banged up this year, so he didn't compete, but he brought one of the other coaches trained underneath him and like four other guys. And you got to find now, it's like every meet's a little different, but the stone where they toss it over the fucking yoke, yeah, depending on the competition and depending on your weight class, the height it's is set for what height you have to throw that stone over and one of my coaches he got it off the floor in like a half a second and then just couldn't get it over because he was too short so like that's something you got to look into because they don't change the freaking height i was like oh i would think about maybe doing this and i saw the stone first of all that rounded back the proper form to do the atlas stone but it's like yeah damn that's what you got to do with your back i was like yeah i'm I'm good on all of that and then they're like based on your weight class this is the set height because it was literally like he has to, like, do jumping or something because he just can't physically, at the top, it was like the stones on his face oh. trying, to, trying to get it over the ball. How heavy I was like, things? ooh. Um, he was in the 180 class, and he had to do a 275-pound stone. Oh, shit. <laughs> I think the dudes that were, like, 250-plus used, like, 325 or 350, <laughs> something like that. Yeah. And that was just a state competition. <laughs> Absolutely. No, yeah, I know what. Uh... They had one around here, I think, last year. Where are you at? Where are you at again? I'm in Salt Lake City. Oh, that's right. Right, right. Okay. Yes, sir. Yeah. Um, good old Utah. Oh, right. That's why you're like, I'm going to go see JJ. I'm like, wait, but where the hell are you that you go go see JJ? Yeah. He's in Utah now. There you go. Oh, yeah. right he's, there. Up in, uh, he's up in Heber now. It's a beautiful area. It's just kind of out by uh, Park City. That's where all the uh, celebrities and – Special athletes go when they try to hide away. They go up to Park City and hang out. That are just like Utah players. Uh, I mean, dude, I swear I've been told that like Tiger Woods has his own like nine-hole private golf course out here. Is that why JJ went up there? Because I'm like, bro, the only team I know is the Utah Jazz. I don't like what other professional Best athletes team in, in the Utah NBA right now too. <laughs> you guys are losing in the playoffs oh, to the Lakers. Yeah. What do you like? <laughs> LBJ, baby. Oh my God. We'll <laughs> hey, he, he doesn't have a good track record in playing in Utah, and we're going to have the, the uh, home court advantage. So we, we, uh, You need somebody else on the wing besides Donovan Mitchell. And I don't like Mike Conley at his age being the other guard. Yeah, well, I mean, Jordan Clarkson's been uh, – He's been kicking butt. Yeah, he, he's 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 got because he got he got a new contract because he's been playing so well the last like two years. Yeah, right? dude, he's yeah, in, yeah. in all honesty, he's like uh, he reminds me of uh, uh, Jamal Crawford. Honestly, like he's he's gonna be the sixth man of the year. Spark plug. Yeah, yeah. like mm-hmm. honestly, like Donovan and Rudy are the guys, but it's like it doesn't work if Clarkson doesn't show up. Uh, right. Yeah. I know. We'll see. I, I definitely know they're unproven still, but I mean. Hey, I'm gonna be rooting till the day I die. Like, what? <laughs> this is I gotta have this year. I, we haven't had a good team in 20 years, so. Well, I mean, but but you guys started doing well when you guys had Gordon Hayward. Yeah. Right. Like that was like six six years ago, kind of, or five five years five, ago. Because we lost, and him, then he traded, and, we and got Donovan. 
And then you got Donovan the next year. And then was Rudy already there or was he like the next yeah, year? Yeah, I think that I think when we lost Hayward, that was like Rudy's third year. Third. Dude, and like yeah. a lot of people don't give him nearly enough credit because uh who? Because dude, he like when he first showed up, like he literally had zero coordination. Like who? Uh Rudy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He goofy. Like, and he's, still, he's still like, I, I still kind of scream when they throw him the ball in the paint. He tries to. What? Baby like, hook. That's all you got. Baby hook. It's it's untouchable. Like he, he's so damn good on the defensive end. So. Yeah, man. I. <laughs> I could talk basketball for hours too, bro. <laughs> yeah, I'm really into that. But uh. Yeah, man. Yeah, we, that's what we got drumming to deal with him. Get him out of the way. We'll see. We'll, I was just arguing <laughs> that with my buddy. I mean, Drummond, I don't know. I I haven't heard about him all year. I mean, he ain't really done much. I know he's been doing like 17 well, he, games he, with he, Cleveland, but. Yeah, seven, 17 and 14. Like, that's a, we don't even need that. We just need 11 rebounds, 10 points. That's you just need LeBron to get healthy. Yeah, LeBron and AD. If, if those two are healthy, we don't need that much out of Drummond. We more so needed him not to go to the Nets. Yeah. Because, you know, they would try to get his ass, too. They were like, yeah, you come over here. I don't know where all that money coming from, but it, you can come over here. Well, and, like, everybody is kind of jumping on the uh, on the, the Nets. Like, oh, they're, they're building mm. a super team, or they're kind of listing all their all-stars and whatever. It's like. Blake Griffin to me, that ain't nothing. Yeah. Lamarcus Aldridge, nothing. like we'll see if he if he does something. I I like. There's I mean, they obviously him. were smart to do Harden though. Yeah. Because look at KD, he keeps getting hurt. And Kyrie did did he take another leave of absence again or something? I think. I thought there was. <laughs> so like. That's the problem. Like they get in insurances, you know. <laughs> they have no continuity because their teams yeah. never playing. That's where the Jazz like. Haven't had injury injuries all year, and they've all been yeah. playing together. And there's no team playing better basketball all year long than Utah. And like, I just think, uh, you know, that that's gonna mean a lot come playoff time. But we'll see. Like I said, that's I true. mean, they could choke it. Now you gotta step. You gotta step up at the I end. Know. You gotta step up. That's at the, the end. hard part. Because you gotta see, like, I just say they were like the Sixers. The Sixers. Could be real good, but if Joel Embiid ain't healthy, they ain't got no shot. You know, the Heat look like trash, and then Jimmy Butler comes back, and all of a sudden they're a playoff team. Yeah. Like, looking really good. You know, we got to see if the, like, if the Lakers don't get AD, even LeBron's healthy, I don't he, – he's too old to – like, I love LeBron. He ain't going yeah. to be to take him through any of those teams that are all healthy and young. You know, the Nuggets, will they get better, being they had a really disappointing season after how great they played in the playoffs. Like, yeah. There's something going on there. And the Suns, the Suns, like people hyping up the sound like, bro, they are going to lose again. Yeah. They are going to lose. CB, do you remember what CP3 did that last game in the playoffs last year with Houston? On that like last play of the game? He almost turned over the ball. Yeah. I was like, oh, you're nervous. Chris Paul in the playoffs. (laughs) I know where to make my bets. (laughs) (laughs) But no, I mean, credit to him, bro. They've been doing good. Uh, I mean, yeah, man, kick man. butt. Uh, but yeah, man. So, what's your training looking like these days? What are you? Uh, what What's your focus been lately? Um, just for like uh, what like lifts I'm focusing on. 
yeah, you know, like what, you know, yeah. like. Yeah, I mean, my like my bench always sucked because I played basketball. I never gave a shit about my bench. It was always my squat, my deadlift. So I'm extremely good at the deadlift. Technique is really good, pretty damn good with the squat. I just got to raise it more. Like I plan to, at the minimum, hit 450 in the squat in the meet. I want to get close to five. It's just bad, been bad every time we've been training every single time. It's like the energy because we work out usually at 530 in the morning. Yeah. So most of the time when we tested our squat, like we were like off of one or two hours of sleep. Oh. Usually my training partner, because he was like out late with a girl or something. And me, it's just because I have a trouble time going to sleep early. Like, because tr- now I'm working almost all day, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Those are the days I uh, also train. And it'd be like the night before. It's like sometimes it, like trying to get to bed at like nine or 10, but getting off of work at seven. It's like, bro, I can't. Fuck. <laughs> I, I, I feel that, bro. That's how I felt this morning. Like, uh, I'm not very used to lift. Like, I've been lifting in the morning, actually, for a little over a month now. And, yeah. you know, I've never been traditionally a morning lifter. I, I've i always, yeah. you know, because I'm the same way. I I struggle to really fall asleep on time when I'm looking to do it at night. But I, yeah. I think I've been dialing in a little more lately. Dude, I, I just got one of those uh, red light, like one of those mini red light panels. And uh, every night. Yeah, what the hell is the deal with that? What's the deal with that? So, I use the Mito or Mito, whatever the hell, Mito Life. I don't know how to pronounce it. Uh, they have like a, it's like a little mini panel. And it works pretty good, dude. The thing's bright as hell. Um, the way red light works is it increases uh, mitochondrial ATP production. Um, and so, mm. essentially, you get, it, it's just like ink boosting energy and i think the like i'm not i'm not the biggest you know i'm most educated on red light therapy but from what i'm trying to understand is that the it's when the net it's like a certain wavelength it's like 600 to like 930 or something nanometers and when you get wavelengths at that light or at that at that frequency it allows the light to penetrate, you know, pretty deep into the skin. Um, and it just, it, it activates and optimizes the mitochondrial production. So it increases just, I think it feels like, I think it's like the metabolic rate of uh, just cells. I might've butchered that. I'm not hundred percent sure. <laughs> uh, one of my, one of the coaches um, at my job is like a big Charles Pollock guy. So he always is posting about that. I just haven't clicked on it, but then, so. One of the kinds of you guys are like on it, then I'll, you know, I'll go read into yeah. it. Well, just be like, I gotta know what the hell it really is about before I'm like even gonna dive into that yeah. probably deep dark well, hole. And I know, because <laughs> I, I mean, we're all subject to you know a lot of blue light exposure these days, like right, uh, yeah. And, and there seems to be a lot of research showing that that does cause significant DNA damage, um, and so. You know, and I don't necessarily know 100% if red light kind of, I don't think it reverses the effects, but I think it can somewhat mitigate the effects. And especially, I think it helps with your circadian rhythms a lot better. And like something I've noticed personally with using it, I just feel a lot more tired at night. You know what I mean? Like when I need to be, you know what I mean? Um, And I think that probably has something to do with it because 
it's like the first thing I wake up in the morning when it's still dark out. I'll actually use that red light as my light to, uh, you know, move around and get ready. And it, it, I feel it wake me up. And um, then at night, I actually hang out with it. I'll, you know, I'll just hang out bare naked in front of it and, uh, you know, <laughs> just go about half hour or so. And it's supposed to increase testosterone production from what I understand. Too. Well, I need that. That's what I'm saying. I need that. Same here, man. Like that's why I was like, you know what? I'll I'll do whatever you tell me to do. If it'll increase my test, I'll do it. I don't care. (laughs) I will try. (laughs) Yeah, but uh, I guess go back to what you're saying. We're focusing on. uh, I've been cracking down crazy on my bench. Um, Are you part? Are you by chance part of the country club? Uh, yeah, I was. I. I was in it, and then I just stopped doing the – I mean, for a while there, I wasn't really using it very often, and so I just stopped making the payment mm. just because I was like, that's – Right. It's like 30 bucks down the drain every month if I'm not even using the <laughs> right. I use, like <laughs> – Right. I have too many subscriptions for things. Subscriptions. But but I'd be using it a lot because um, they have the eight-week specialty program. So I'll always just go in there because they'll, they'll have, like, one it's like, uh, eight weeks for missing the bottom of the deadlift. So they show you your Monday and Friday workouts, missing the uh, the top part of the deadlift, then missing the bottom, the top part of the bench, um, like uh, arm and upper back accessory day, glutes and hips accessory day. So like a lot of times I just be stealing exercises and I try to look at what they focus on and be like, okay, these are the areas that they do. And I've taken workouts and they're like, let me just take the whole work. And I'm like, bro, this shit is way harder than the normal shit I'd be doing. Yeah. <laughs> like, and just like, like I was doing, like it had me on one of them use a 45 degree bench, put a strap on one side of the hyper, face away and do tricep extensions. The fucking hardest tricep extension I've ever done because it's jerking you back the entire uh-huh. time. I said, oh, ooh, or a snatch grip, 45 degree um, back extension with a barbell in your hand. Ooh. Brutal. Ooh. <laughs> oh, I like that. I'll have to start. I'll, yeah. I'll start going yeah. back of that because I feel like I've uh, yeah. to do a little bit. I hit a, I hit a recent but like, on my dad oh, yeah. a couple months, like a month or two ago, and now I'm like, yeah. I don't know. I had a little. I didn't get what I felt like I should have got today, so I need to fucking. They start reassessing, so maybe I need to go do the same, man. Shoot. Yeah, you know it's you know it's crazy too. Like the more I talk to coaches too, it's like when you get in the conjugate system and, and you listen to Louie a lot, I think also a lot of uh, conjugate people will focus way too much on the posterior chain for so long and neglect the anterior. Yeah. Where it's like, bro, because I don't play basketball, I don't get undirected quad work anymore. So when I do Bulgarian split squats and it kills me with weight that I have little girls use, I'm like, okay, I think I got to do quad work now because I can't get out the fucking hole at the the top part of my squat looks like a fucking speed squat. The bottom looks like it's 110%. It's like, oh, okay, I think I need some quads. You know, all of a sudden it's like, oh, no, I should be throwing that stuff in there because I think I might reverse hyper my good mornings have gotten pretty damn good, yeah. you know. So it's like little stuff like that. Like like they say, the, the best coaches can really just pick apart weaknesses and doesn't take multiple workouts to do or, or doesn't take plateaus. They're like, no, no, no. This is where your technique is breaking down every single time. And this is what muscles need to improve. So it's like, 
me and my training partner. Cause like, he's not a training partner, but I, he, I program him. So it's like, uh, we have the same flaws in the squat and the deadlift, but the bench, he fails off the chest. I fail more at lockout. So it's like, making those little changes like w- just with our own training has helped me with my athletes too because yep. you know it's like we i don't have my athletes do pure one rep maxes but figuring out what muscles are weak with me and him being that we're the total different ends of the spectrum it's like the benches for my athletes also gone you know <laughs> yeah no i i definitely i feel that because i i probably been guilty of the same thing dude because i i spent so much time uh you know, prioritized and posterior chain as well. And, uh, you know, that's how I felt. Actually, lately what I've been doing is some quasi-isometrics just off pins, you know, just to work my oh, – okay. uh, just to really overload my back. I just want to get my back accustomed to handling heavier and heavier weight. Um, and so yeah. I've actually been doing – it's like a super high quarter squat, like uh, pin squat, and – I can, and it's funny because that's why I really feel it deep in my quads. And I'm like, damn, like I definitely, I don't work my quads enough. So that's actually a good, I need to start, you guys see me now mixing in a little more quad work. I need it too. <laughs> yeah, actually, I actually feel like I, I feel like a smart guy today. I just, uh, I just, what I actually did some on my reverse hyper. I found a way to like prop my feet up on the, on the handle side. And I've been doing uh, just conventional hyper extensions off the table of the reverse hyper. I did some of those this morning. And with your, when you have a band wrapped around the handles, like a super heavy one, and then you don't, you know, push your feet in anything other than the band, dude, it lights up your hammies like no other. Wait, so your, your quads are on the table and your face goes to where your feet would usually go is that what you're saying basically just doing the reverse hyper in reverse and doing like okay i think uh who was i think uh i know i've seen like videos of the old russians or the bulgarians that would do that stuff where they'd hang they have someone hanging off of like a table a high table i see the chinese do that like just the other day the guys luak sal luak Whatever their name is, whatever. Name <laughs> yeah, I've is. seen them because they got no, they got no special machine, so they kind of do yeah. that shit. <laughs> well, I found a way to do it on the hyper now, so I've been, I'm gonna start toying with that. I think that's the fun thing I've had really with my setup is, it, it, it's just kind of forced me to be really creative with the, with how I pick and choose what exercises. Because you don't have a GHD or a 45 degree back extension. None of that. Show you yeah, do it like I, that. Uh, okay. How the hell do you climb up? <laughs> do uh, dude, honestly, it was kind of scary at first because I'm like, I don't know, you feel like you know, like you're gonna go down, like because that's kind of a long ways to the ground. But yeah, like anything else, as soon as you do it once and you kind of disinhibit yourself from that kind of that that little fear you get, I don't know. I just start doing yeah. it, and really, you can leg curl your way up too. And I like that that shit will light your hammies up too, bro. Not gonna lie, like. Yeah, I don't know. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna start screwing with it though, and you know, maybe start holding some weight on my back or holding it in my hand or something. Cause, but then again, that's me hitting more posterior chain shit. That's that's what we're talking about. Problem, dude. Those are the fun exercises, man. Bulgarian split squats suck. 
Hate them. Work. Yeah. Yeah. That backward sled lunges. Leg extension's fine. Pretty easy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, uh, and that's the hard part is finding a way to do leg extensions. I can't. That's uh, I, I still. You could do them on the hyper. You know the big they do big hog bar big hog barbell. He'd be doing yeah, them on the hyper. I don't know, dude. There's just something about doing them on the hyper. This is awkward it though. Feel the same like. I, yeah. It's like I feel a little bit of a pump and a little bit of tension and like. What if you sit on a hard box that has a that has the like you know those cheap plyo boxes that are the hard ones with the yeah. gaps underneath? Take a band hook from a squat rack and then just put it, just do a reverse band. Yeah, like that's for, probably gonna be. Could you do that? I could really think to do. It. I have, I, and I don't have a box like that. My box, my my box. Ah, uh, damn. But I don't know. I could sure. Yeah. I could probably find one. Those are. I feel like those are cheap and fairly easy to find. Cause that'd be the one way. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, that's and that's the problem, man. Finding good quad, ex, you know, quad exercises in my setup. Maybe just pay ten dollars for Planet Fitness just for the oh, leg press and the, no. and the le- in the leg extension. I've been in there once. I've been in there once, and it was a joke. LA Fitness. They got the thirty dollars. I don't think we have LA Fitness out here. Really? Oh, okay. Yeah, I think. Uh, I don't know. Uh, uh, the main gym around here is Bossa. I don't know, dude. I haven't stepped I have in no the clue that gym is. in over a year. It's been forever, oh, wow. man. Like that's kind of. It's actually not. It's kind of weird to think about. Like I haven't used any heavy dumbbells in over a year. I because my heaviest pair of dumbbells I have in my space is thirty pounds. I'm not kidding. Thirty bro. pounds. I need to get some uh, some power blocks here soon. I know. Some fat dude, bells. Fat bells are sweet. I do you follow Donnie on uh, on Twitter? I had Donnie on my pod. What? I'll have to yeah. Listen to that, dude, Donnie's. Yeah. Yeah. I think I don't know if he's been on anybody else's. I got he was he, originally he was only gonna give me like thirty minutes, and he got me Let's gave go. me an hour and a half. Yeah, man. Oh, yeah. I follow him on Twitter, man. He's a he's funny. <laughs> like, dude, he cracks. Up. He's one of my favorites. I remember I got a bow tie. Oh yeah. And I just thought it was cool. They're I nice. still don't have one. They they're really comfortable, man. They're nice, yeah. I need to wear mine a little more. I don't get much shoulder issues. Um, it's, right. Yeah, We're not exactly. as big. You know, I don't I don't play with heavy enough weight to really. That's where I kind of like. That's where I run into <laughs> right. my personal. I I run into personal kind of conflicting thoughts just because it's like, with when it comes to gear and stuff, because it's kind of like, well, you know, like I want I want to wear this, this, and that, but it's like I also feel like I don't think I'm strong enough yet. But it's kind of like. Yeah, I don't know if I'll ever even do. I don't know if I'll ever do gear. I feel like at the most maybe I'll do. Um, uh, yeah wraps uh knee wraps like but i don't i just don't want to i think the danger with gear is too high and i don't care about being like the greatest power lifter all the time so like why would i take more risks i, I want to be really strong but like i don't want to be i don't i'm not trying to squat a thousand and have to wait yeah, 300 to do it I'm exactly good. i think i think that's another thing <laughs> i think at my height i think if i were to really want to like 
you know, compete in an in a in a power in a meet where I could actually compete, <laughs> you know, I would need to Three put five. on a shit more <laughs> weight. Like I'd have to be like 270, 280 or something like that. That's yeah, minimum, probably. Honestly, bro. Because <laughs> you weigh the same as me. <laughs> I'm only 5'10". I can't 10. do it, bro. I, I freaking hate being, I hate being fat. I just, <laughs> plain and simple. I can put up with it for a couple months, you know, to, to, to gain a little more uh, muscle mass. But damn, bro. We got beach season coming up. I mean, yeah. Well, right now, I'm doing like a moderate. Uh, like a little moderate cut. I'm just aiming for a pound a week. <laughs> and it's been good. I mean, that's the thing. People want to badmouth like dirty bulks and uh, bulking and cutting methods, but it's like, it, it's like they work. You know what I mean? It's like you can, you can eat. You don't necessarily have to eat like shit, like shit, but be honest, calories, <laughs> protein, and train your face off. You know, if you can handle being a little fat for a while and you put on, you know, you you get heavier than you've ever been before. Then back down, you're gonna be, you're gonna have a better physique and more muscle at a heavier weight than you ever did before. And you know, you just go do the same thing, and then you beat like a five pound weight PR. It's just like training a five pound PR within, you know, how heavy you can make yourself, and then cut back down. At least that's my theory. You know, what I mean. <laughs> What do you um oh so so let's get to your uh your athletes. So like where do you train your athletes and, and what athletes do you train? I know you said baseball. I'm baseball mostly training only? baseball right uh, now. Um I had one softball girl in. Um she kinda started uh you know, missing a lot more once it got colder. You know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Don't blame her, but you know, that's kinda what I observed and then so right now, and that's why I've been a little slower as far as business goes in that area, just because uh, baseball season just started around here. Um, and I have another kid. It's actually my training partner's nephew that I've been training. And he's like 14, doesn't play any sports, but, you know, and, and he's never been really active. You know, he's a kid that was just he's got asthma and allergies and he, he gains a lot. And, you know, what I've just I've just been doing super basic stuff with him and it's honestly he's been one of my favorites just because like I mean the kid I we start I started him doing push-ups off of three blocks you know and like he was struggling mm. he could barely do a couple off of that like when he first started and now I got him he can do it like one push-up you know one clean push-up off the ground now and it's been like little almost two months and Honestly, I've been getting fired up about that. It's kind of cool to see. And this kid's honestly, he's built to be a good power lifter, to be honest. And so that's I'm trying to guide him <clears> towards <throat> that because, you know, he doesn't play any other sports. He, it's crazy to see. That's the thing I always talk about with strength training and, like, the conjugate method and taking maxes. Is, it's like a lot of people want to badmouth it. But, dude, the level of confidence it can give you not only just in training, but in every other area of your life, consistently taking yourself to that end range, that max effort, you know, level of intensity. Dude, you like, you just become more confident. You become like fearless to a degree, you know what I mean? And, and like, I just noticed this kid, man, like he, he's opened up a lot more. He'll look me in the eye when he, when he speaks to me a lot more now, 
Um, he's not afraid to ask questions like he used to be. And, it, and like, dude, I just started maxing him. You know what I mean? Like, just find out what you can do. <laughs> what? So, uh, what's your layout with your the baseball kids that you work with? You know, like, how do you do it? Three days a week, four days I a week. I prefer four. Monday, Tuesday, uh, mm. Thursday, Friday, preferably. But a lot of kids, it just depends on their schedule. And, and you know, honestly, I kind of like I kind of auto regulate my workouts, and I kind of teach that to my kids because, you know, I want them coming in, getting a good lift, and you know, hitting all the markers we want to hit. But at the same time, I'll be the first one to tell a kid that. Uh, you know, it's like, dude, if you got four hours of sleep, I don't want you coming in. I would rather you go go get your rest, <laughs> and then we'll just do that same workout we were going to do the next day. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I, I think yeah. – there, and there's a time and a place to kind of push yourself when you're when you're tired, right? I think there's, there's a time and a place that, you know, you should try to mentally fight that battle. Uh, but it shouldn't be all the time. I think – I think yeah. the most important thing is just coming in and putting in a lot of effort in a, the best recovered state that you can bring your, yourself into. Um, but that's something that I've actually kind of, you know, started to think a little more about because it's like I've talked to JJ about stuff like that. And he'd say that, you know, a kid walks into your gym feeling like shit. He, he honestly tells you that he would tell his kids to, you know, go to McDonald's, get a large fry and a Coke. Cause you're gonna get you're gonna get some fats and some sugars out of the fry. You're gonna get a shitload of salt, and you're gonna get some sugar in the coke, and you're gonna get uh, some caffeine. Go to McDonald's. I'll, you know, I'll take my my salt intake. And dude, the other day, yeah. I was like, I realized I hadn't had that much salt that day. And come around three o'clock in the afternoon, dude. I was just dragging ass. It was just felt terrible. And literally, I went and just put a, like a whole uh, teaspoon of salt into a shot of water and just shot it down, man. And, yeah, that's what I do. And had like yeah. a banana or something, and I felt so much better within ten minutes. It was it's so simple, and, and it's it's funny. Like I actually. I'm the type of person, I, like, I'm on Twitter a lot, and I just kind of see a lot of people, uh, the battles that some coaches try to fight on there. And I just recently have been seeing guys talk about creatine, you know, and, like. What's oh, wrong with creatine now? I just think it's, like, if you're taking creatine, but you're not monitoring and taking a shitload of salt, like, salt, I think salt is way more valuable in the long run, I mean, obviously, yeah, I'd say yeah. take everything, you know, take everything, you know, like creatine <laughs> and all, but I, like, uh, I just, it's funny to me the way, like, general advice within strength and conditioning gets thrown around, like, it, it's kind of, you know, there's a lot of guys on there, that's that's my problem with a lot of the Twitter, the, the Twitter world of SC is, you know, there's a lot of guys in the academic sector, and yeah, and ah, you yeah. know, those are those are gonna be the guys <laughs> that 
swear up and down that one rep maxes are going to kill you and they're going to break you and they're terrible for you. And Olympic lifts oh, are going to make it. You know, close. the number of goddamn hand cleans I've seen that people want to, <laughs> that people want to tout and be, you know, oh, look at this. Look at these kids and their hand cleans. I'm like, bro, what's the point if you don't even extend your hips? You know what I mean? The number of hand cleans yeah. I've seen. And you roll it down your oh, belly and your chest. Or they're, or they're rolling it, they're picking it up with their forearms. And it's like, it's like, how do you not <laughs> see the disconnect? Like, it, it blows my mind. Or or a lot of it kind of, <laughs> I, I get wear out with these guys that, you know, it's like we just talked about Bulgarian split squats. Yeah, no, it's good exercise. I like it. But, you know, I see guys mm-hmm. who want to bad mouth a round back deadlift with a max effort. But then I see that they'll do like a three rep max on a rear foot elevated split squat. Are you seeing that bullshit? Oh my god, I see that shit. Why is that becoming so popular? How is that more less dangerous? How is that less dangerous? (laughs) Bro, you see cow kids walk out weight. Now you want to jack their foot up after they walk it out. Fucking max your kid out because you think his back's gonna bend a little bit. What do you think? That's because the coach ain't strong and never was strong. That's why. Well, I think that's I, I want to say that, but I've got some down strong down. guys, too, that, like, they believe that. Uh, but I don't know, man. Yeah. I, I I, mean, it's not always about how strong you are. Like, to an extent, you got to be strong to know strong, absolutely. But it's, I don't know. I see strong yeah. guys that, that spread information that I disagree with. Um, But I don't know. That's, that's from my opinion. I, like I said, dude. I, it just blows my mind. It's like the Mike Boyle disciples. They, they, they think that rear foot elevated split squat is just the end all be all, and the unilateral exercises are so great. When I'm just sitting here, like, bro, I'm worried about force production and recruiting motor units. You're you're not getting nearly as much mm-hmm. when you're doing a rear foot elevated <laughs> split squat, and you are absolutely batshit crazy if you think that is safer. You know what I mean? Or, or like, and it's like people want a bad mouth box squatting. And it's like, are you? It's like, oh, bro, my God. I, I have never had one issue box squatting ever. And I've only gotten my squats stronger from doing box squats. And I'm a terrible squatter, man. I got. Yeah, your knees don't I hurt. Got the world's longest femurs, bro. Like, my femurs are stupid long. And, like, even I've been able to make significant progress on my squat. Just because, like, I just use a box. I, I really do not understand. Unless you're training for, like, power lifts or Olympic lifts. Like, if it's part of your sport, you know, I, I don't understand why an athlete, like, why. Yeah. Yeah, it needs to freeze. Like, like, if anything, if you're worried about depth, just use a lower box. And and that's a cool thing. Just And that's, yeah. and that's where it does make sense where people want to trash conjugate. Because it's like, man. That, that 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 just seems sensible, you know what I mean? And you can hit a PR at each height, you know what I mean? And it's like yeah, and consistently hit the depth yeah. that you want. And you're gonna save your knees. You're going to load the muscles that actually need the load. You know that goes back to the talking about hand mm-hmm. cleans. That blows my. Mind. I hate that. <laughs> I, I see it all the time. And that and that's the thing. You'll see somebody hand clean three fifteen. 
and their hip never extended. And then the coaches, you know, get all hyped about it. It's like, yeah, you know, that's cool. Good for him. That's a good lift. But it's like, did we train the necessary musculature or tissues that truly need the development to improve your sport? Well, it's like, I think it's an ego thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I think too many of the guys are like, you know, they're like sheep. So it's like they see one coach or their mentor said it and they just blindly follow it instead of being a thing for themselves. Or I think I think also I've had a lot of coaches that like don't like the consciousness system because they think Louis invented it. And they think because because they think Louis invented it, they think it's it's a powerlifting made system when it's actually was, you know, made for the track and field and weightlifting overseas. And Louis just applied it. That's why I'm always telling my bro, this system is just made for any sport. Yeah. You apply it how you do it. Louis just took it and ran with it and made it the best. He has all yeah. the records for fucking power. But you, there's coaches around the country that consistently take kids from every single type of sport. Like, I don't know if you know Jared oh, yeah. Bitney of Explosive Mechanics and Brandon yeah, of sir. Bird Sports. Like, those two dudes, like, there's no one. There's no one that does what they fucking do. So I want to hear the fucking linear bullshit. So oh, no, there's a better way to do it, and you shouldn't yeah. max out. I'm sorry. These dudes are taking kids that jump 15 well, inches and taking them to 40. Bird like, has like, what, like what? 72-inch box jumps? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that girl that just broke the record, yeah. she jumped 34? Dude. What the fuck? Well, yeah. and that's the funny thing. Come on. There's, there's also guys within the academic sector that want to trash box jumps, too. You know, they want to cite the, the oh, gosh. It's like, bro, that, one, that's not the point. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, you're, you're going to hike up your legs to get up there. But the reason we do it is to save our knees, first of all. And then secondly, yeah. if you continually jump higher, and if you can jump higher with a resistance, you're going to be more explosive. Is it like, you know, it's like. Also, why wouldn't you want to have a more mobile athlete? Because, yes, it is a test of hip mobility, but it's letting me know either whether you really have bad hip mobility, and that's going to tell me the athlete needs more mobility work there. So exactly. why is it bad? Because you don't know how to make somebody jump high? Okay, well, that doesn't make the yeah. exercise bad. Dude, <laughs> and that's the funny thing. It's like, shit, like, the conjugate methods really helped me jump a lot higher. And I mean, damn, I mean – I'm six four, and in college, I could barely touch that damn rim on at the basket on the basketball court. You know, I'm a big goofy white guy, but like, bro, like, I've been doing, <laughs> I've been doing like uh, box jumps into the bed of my truck with like thirty pound dumbbells in my hand and a weight vest on, and it's like all mm. my jumps are going up. Like, I did a fifty two inch box jump at like two hundred thirty pounds. <laughs> you know, and it's like. Right. Uh, I just literally saw – I don't know if I should trash him, but uh, there's a guy I follow. I think he's, he actually has a pretty big following on Instagram. I saw him tweeting yesterday, like, basically saying – I think it was like, if jumping doesn't improve squatting, then why would we think that squatting improves jumping? Something like that. Oh, my God. I'm just like, oh God damn it, dude. Uh, it's like, do you not squat to jump? it's like i think people just don't think in forces i don't think they or at least they think they do but it, it no because they're getting taught the wrong science or it's not even science they just taught they're getting taught the wrong stuff because they learn from nasm 
they learn, you know, it's a physical therapist that they don't actually get taught real strength conditioning. They go off of just a CSES. Um, they don't, and they don't spend enough time with guys that have been doing it at a yeah. high level, like Jared and Berg, and say, like, I'm always the person that I'm not afraid to tell my athlete, hey, we're not doing this, that, and the other that we did before. And they were like, what we were doing was, was wrong. And I'll tell them, I was wrong. Yep, we're exactly. taking that out and we'll put this shit in. And if it works better, I don't give a damn. And I was quick to say, this person is the one who actually created this, not me. Because I just want the damn results. Like, so I think it's too many people afraid to say, oh, I was wrong. Let me stop doing what oh, I was yeah. doing before. I agree. I, I think that's the number one thing as a coach is, like, it's like I don't give a damn. I don't really care if I'm right. I just care about getting things right. You know, and the way I view I, and the way I teach my training to my kids is like, we, you know, we're experimenting here a lot of the time, you know, and, and that's why I try to be up front with them. It's like, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not the smartest here. Like, I like I, I definitely think I know some things and I know enough mm-hmm. to definitely get you progress, keep you safe, you know, and, you know, get you performing better on the field. Um, but I'm still young, too, you know, and like. I still got a lot to learn and I let my kids know that. Yeah. And that's the thing is my kids would go to war for me just because like, I've never been, you know, fake to them. You know, I've never tried to come off as something that I ain't. Mm-hmm. And I think for me personally, that was actually really hard to come to as a coach. Cause for a while it just, uh, you know, you're obsessed with being right. You know, like I think I've definitely dealt with that. Yeah. I just uh <laughs> Well, your coaches growing up, that's how they are, right? So it's hard to not mimic that. Yeah. When you're first starting oh, out yeah, yourself. That's true, man. man. And that's why I really love social media to be honest. Like I think there's a lot, you know, people badmouth a lot of what happens on social media and thinks that it fucks with your mind, but it's like, man, if you know how to use it as a tool properly, I've learned so much perspective just from other people just by using Instagram and Twitter and mm-hmm. really trying to, you know, it's, and that's the thing. I, I badmouth some of these guys and some of their beliefs, but in all honesty, I, I, you know, I'm thankful for that stuff because it's really made me try to objectively, you know, put my opinions to the test with their opinions. And I try to logically walk my way through that. You know what I mean? And I think that's made me, you know, a better person and a better coach. Just even though I still probably, I know I, I probably have my biases just like anyone else. But I think that's something if I could tell anybody who wants to be a coach, like, don't worry about, you know, having to be right to start. You know what I mean? You don't have to know it all to start. Yeah. In fact, like it's, it's going to hurt you long term because you'd rather just start and learn on the go. You know what I mean? I think that's how you have to, like, even if you take, you know, if you get all the certifications, you do all the knowledge, like, you're still going to have to go through the time period of, like, actually being able to analyze said athlete. You're not going to be like, oh, well, this sport, well, this position, this person works on this. Well, that athlete may come in and it's going to be totally different. So, like, being able to analyze it, that, like, takes time and practice. And you seeing that similar person walk through the door and getting better, you know, like, I'm sure Bird and Jared – at this point, them them dudes, it's like they go in there and it's like exactly results, <laughs> you know. But but it's like if you're hungry for knowledge and trying to get better, and you have that right mindset, 
and you just listen to those guys from the start, you can avoid the same stuff that they did, which is all the errors for years and years and years, and then finally figuring out, you can just speed up the process, but you still got to go through the process. No. You know? Well, and then, you know, that's another thing. I was, and that's what uh, when you're talking about Louis and uh, people thinking that he created the kanji and it's for power. To be honest, I don't know if it's the best system for powerlifting because I, you know, I've seen a lot of other people who are pretty successful powerlifters that aren't kanji guys, you know, and, and that's not really my realm. I don't really, I'm yeah. not, I'm not in it, huge into the powerlifting scene. I try to follow it, but. I feel like there is no doubt in my mind it is hands down the best tool for athletic development without question. And a lot of it is just due to the variation. The more you vary these lifts, like, dude, you're going to learn so much more yeah. about an athlete if you're taking him to – it doesn't – I mean, you know, and that's the thing. It's like a, a one rep max for most kids. Like it doesn't all, it's usually really going to be between 95 and a hundred because more often than not, like, you know, the kid doesn't truly know how to strain yet, especially if they're pretty beginner, but either way you're taking them through yeah. those end ranges. You're going to see where they're breaking down. You're going to see, you know, what type of body types respond to certain bars and certain heights and squats and deadlifts and, yeah, you know, good mornings and, and everything different jumps and then I think that that's the type of thing that'll give a, a especially a young coach that's learning, trying to learn more. It's going to give them better perspective because if you just follow cookie cutter, Western periodization, um, it just, it, it, it doesn't teach you much about your athlete and you have to be learning just as much from your athlete as they are from you within every given session, in my opinion, you know what I mean? Hmm. Yeah, I think I think it's just it's so much easier to actually hone in on okay, what does this person need versus what does this person need? And you it's just like you plug in, you plug in, and eventually you'll find that what's missing in that hole and it's like, yeah. oh that's that light bulb kicks on and say, like, Okay, this is what we're gonna be yeah. doing from here and this is what we're never gonna probably do again. It's like, all right, that that sucked and you're probably gonna you know, like I know Bird, he says like, you know, a lot of times I go through all, all my jump tests with all these kids and then there's some very like some kids it's like they'll barely ever box them because they look at that box and they just start getting scared and they just will always suck. They just they, they can't do it. They're getting like only 80% of probably what they could do. So I just broad jump them and get them on the mat and stuff like that. But it's like you got to if you don't use a common system, you may not touch one that broad jump forever because yeah. it's like you don't do any testing, you know. So it's like you may not know that they need to work on this one and they don't really need to touch this one. But if you're never using that variation, you're staring with staying within a block for three months at a time. It's like, you may be wasting so much time that you could have been getting better just because you don't test. And that's number one. That's what it is. You're (laughs) testing. You're constantly testing. And, And it just makes sense too. the whole, the whole, the framework of conjugate training you got your warm-up, you got your mains, you got accessories, and you got jumps in between. And, like, I think it makes training more fun for the athlete, so they're going to be compliant. You know, you got you to gotta train lifts that you're, you're going to be more compliant. And, and it's like if, you're, if you plan everything out three months ahead uh, and, you, and you're so rigid in your system, you're not willing to budge and change things up, 
it's just like you're inevitably going to have those days where the kids just isn't motivated or even in your own training, you're not motivated to do that thing. And you're just not going to get as much out of it. I think Louie's talked about that a lot. That's why they always pick their lifts at breakfast the morning of. Yeah. Yeah. And they don't get that anxiety of like oh, thinking yeah. about, okay, two weeks from now, I got to do this. I get that way when I'm trying to program my dead, <laughs> like a, like a max deadlift. Like I do get that anxiety. I'm like, God damn it. Like if I don't PR, you know, it, like it, it's a rude awakening. Like, <laughs> damn, like you, you're, you're missing something. You know what I mean? And uh, yeah. I think that's the, I do like the, that's the power of auto regulation in my opinion. And, uh, and, and the conjugate method is you can make, you can make an audible on, uh, you know, on the go. That's what I always say. Like when my kids, like if I see they're doing something and it's just not getting anything out of it, let's change it up. You know what I mean? Let's do something different. Mm-hmm. And I think, no, have you? Um, oh, go. Sorry, sorry. Go ahead. Gonna <laughs> I was gonna say, have you heard of a dude? Uh, he he's on Instagram. I oh. think he goes by Go Go to Yeah Go to Training Cell. Oh, my God, the guys that they <laughs> seen that bullshit. You run or walk, all you need to do is run or walk in full motion, <laughs> and they can tell if you're moving properly, and and they think that. Oh my God. <laughs> Maybe doing all the video slow motion shit. Show it. Look, look, you got the go to bow. Well, the bow and the leg. Thing, right? like, like, bro, how come there's athletes that have, you know, imperfect form or proficiency or like, I always, in baseball, I always go back to talking about Hunter Pence because nothing he does looks right, but he's a damn good ball player. That's because he's strong. He can develop a lot of force. Mm -hmm. And that's, you want to run faster? Yeah. It's that rate of force development. It's going to increase that uh, ground contact time or decrease it, I mean. And then, and that's, I think people, they don't go deep enough because they talk about increasing running speed and they go, you know, stride length, stride frequency. And they they hyper focus on that where it's like, what's what's the Mm -hmm. precursor? It's force production. You're useless if you're not developing force. And then they try to right. use guys who are generally weak, like in regular lifts, like they're weak. And they're going to be like, so you don't need to be that strong to. Yeah, the basketball player said that way at AI because he said, what did he say? That shit was too heavy. That's why he can do the weight room. So it's like, see, see, look, you don't have to do it. I'm like, bro, Allen Iverson. Is one of the most elite athletes. Exactly. You are not going to have there, kids that walk in the door probably like that, okay? Yeah. Static dynamic where you could measure mm-hmm. his force output, I bet it'd be pretty damn high. Because, like, his level of motor unit coordination yeah. is yeah. absurd. And that's what – I think that's when people talk about your genetic freaks. I truly think that is – you know, there, there's a bit of, mm-hmm. like, you know, their tissues are – a lot better suited, like more guys have better fast twitch muscle fiber arrangements in the areas they need it. Uh, but I also think, you know, partly because yeah. of that and partly just because they have that neural capability to signal to their body that, you know, yeah. we, we're going to recruit the motor units this fast, you know, in this sequential activation and we'll be able to produce force where we need it. And, 
Yeah, I see that with some of my basketball kids. Just crazy. Some of them, the, just the natural ability. Just so like how quickly they can just spring, spring, spring off the ground. I'm just yeah. like, damn. I never look like that. Exactly. Well, and that's my thing. I was never the most gifted athlete. I had to, I had to work and grind for every little bit of success, you know, of, that I ever had. And I think that's, I think, I mean, that's why I make my, I think that's why I think I'm a coach is just because, like, I've never been naturally good at anything. I've always had to bust my butt to be good at, even marginally good at something. Like, dude. When I when I walked through my four year I, my first two years in college I'd never deadlifted, never, never. I didn't. That's the thing. I didn't have coaches really? in high school that even knew how to teach it or even taught it or knew what it was or like. And it was just that's the stuff that like motivates me to coach is and, and to do what I do. And that's why the conjugate's so awesome because it's like, yeah. man, it's so simple. I, like you know, I brought some kids in and. I'm still, you know, pretty – I don't have the biggest client base, but a lot of the kids I've started working with, I've seen just insane improvements just from putting 50 to 100 pounds on a kid's deadlift. It's, like, making them jump a lot. They're running faster. Mm-hmm. Like, I, <laughs> I like the simplicity of that. And, it, you know, when you look at the West Side videos, it's like, man, you see 300-pound men doing 54-inch box jumps, and you don't think – you don't think that's useful? You don't think <laughs> that they're onto something? Because to me, that's pretty damn impressive <laughs> for a population that generally don't, isn't considered uh-huh. athletic. You know what I mean? And, yeah. I don't know. I, yeah, if you're 300 pounds yeah. and a regular person, you're like half close to dead. Not jumping on a 54-inch yeah. box well, and squatting like, a 1,000 uh, pounds. The world documentary. Who, I don't know who that was, but he's you see him eat shit on the box jump and he lands on the ground. And like most people would probably see that and be like, damn, is he okay? And he gets up just laughing his ass off. And it's like, it's like, Oh, Hey, when you're strong, you can handle it. Your body can handle a lot more of a beating without breaking down. You know, and people think that getting stronger is what's breaking it. Yeah. down. And it's like, no, not necessarily, you know, especially if you're not doing, your high rep work either your high rep band exercises and stuff. I think yeah. that's another one. I feel like I came up with, yeah. I probably didn't, but I've been doing uh standing back uh, extensions on the hyper with a band. Oh my God. I just wrapped. I actually, I actually added more weight. I did two gray bands today, wrapped it around the handles and I do like set to 25 bro. My back's never felt better. I might not be the strongest mm. guy in the gym, but I never hurt. I feel damn good every damn day. You know what I mean? <laughs> do you yeah, uh yeah. do you bench press your uh baseball oh, kid? Yeah, man. That's There we go. <laughs> I actually one of my remote guys, he just uh messaged me yesterday. He had a he had a, a small PR, but it was a PR in bench press and he was kinda down on himself, didn't uh you know, he was I was like, man, I, you know, I want to hit the 200 mark already. And, and I told him he's a pitcher, and, he, and he's he's actually getting a lot better, and he's he's uh, playing at a pretty good JUCO in Cali. And he, uh, I told him, I was like, you know, it's not the biggest key performance indicator for me, but I, I think the, the most important thing is that max effort stimulus. Because, you know, 
some guys aren't aren't meant to. They're not built better for benching. This guy, he's built to deadlift. His deadlift's been skyrocketing. You yeah. know, and I think it's a fine line between knowing your strengths and leaning into your strengths, but also recognizing your weaknesses and leaning into them, but not, you know, digging yourself into a mental hole because you're not where you want to be right, yeah, on the yeah. lift you wanted, right? And it's like, the thing is, <clears throat> pitching, it, it's a plyometric action with, it, it, with tricep extension. You know what I mean? It's explosive tricep extension in all reality, you know, when, when you go to release. And I think that when you neglect that uh, and you don't train it to the peak, you don't you don't test what the peak out or you know force output is. You know you're just leaving something on the table in my opinion. And the most important thing is that max effort stimulus, anyways. You know, <clears throat> I think that's something people don't realize. It's like the guys that talk about d- diminishing returns. Well, it's like, <laughs> you know, yeah. obviously when you get stronger, it's harder to get stronger. Obviously, when you start reaching these upper echelons of velocity. It is obviously harder and some guys are going to end up going further than others. And some guys, you know, they're going to plateau at a certain point and maybe getting stronger, like adding five pounds to a deadlift might not mean the difference between adding another mile an hour on your fastball. But what it really could mean the way I view it is one, it's, it's that confidence <coughs> factor Two, it's that strain, the level of strain that you can subject your body to and come back from. I mean, that, that's going to keep you healthy and it's going to keep you from getting hurt. You know what I mean? When you get on the field. Um, and I just think that it's, it's just funny that people try to act like that, that diminishing returns is a good reason to stop lifting heavy weights. Well, it's like <laughs> max days don't hurt you anyways. I like, <laughs> I see a lot of these powerlifters that I follow on Instagram, you know, even the good ones, but the ones that don't do conjugate, I feel like I see the ones that don't do conjugate are the ones that end up getting hurt or they're talking about their injuries. Oh. Yeah, I have those guys in my gym. <laughs> they're always hurt before the meet all the time. You know what I mean? Because you're doing the same shit all the time for years. Yeah, makes sense. And you're either out of shape or you're strong. Yeah. Or you're powerful. Well, and Never at the same time. It's like, it, it's like yeah. what Matt Winning always talks about. It's like the guy who trains the longest gets the strongest. And it, and it's like, uh, you know, maybe your method might yeah. augment your gains for your meat. And you can hit that PR come meat time. But if it's breaking you down long term, and then you still have to deal with that injury setback, then what are, you know, then I don't think that's the most optimal way to train. You know what I mean? And, and I mean, I don't know how a lot – I don't yeah. know, dude. It's just like I see these guys, and they don't do reverse hypers, and they're dealing with back problems. And I'm like, like where, where have you been? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, <clears throat> or they're not pushing it. They're doing – I'm like, I know some dudes in my gym that be doing 90. Oh. And I'm like, bro, I got kids that are 150 pounds, and they do 180, 225 pounds in Europe. 250 and you can can't do more than 90 Dude, without it killing it, you like, yeah it, you don't do enough low back my 14 year old <laughs> that kid that doesn't even play sports <clears throat> we won't go under 100 i have a 100 pound 
plate on each side of my hyper that I tried to avoid having to take off because one, it's a pain in the ass, but two, it's like really even this kid he can do good <laughs> hyper reverse hyper extensions for sets of at least twenty with two hundred pounds on the thing, you know, <clears throat> and I just. I do it with all my kids, and none of them have back problems. Like none of them been breaking down. Is that that's what I'm constantly asking when they come in? How's your back feel? How's your back feel? You know, like never. I haven't had a problem yet. And you know, I've I've had one kid since I've started. He tweaked his back a little on a, a rack pull, and he, he was like, "Yeah, well," and and he was kind yeah. of tripping about it. Yeah, that happens. But I was like, pull, "All right, yeah. dude. Like, here's one thing. Like." don't fixate on it when we fixate on our injuries i swear i i swear in my mind i think they get worse um and two it's like man we can go ahead and fix it all we need to do is some dynamic you know work in a, in a traction environment like a reverse hyper or uh like belt squat or you can do like seated band good mornings or you know real dude i abuse the hell out of my bands I use so much bands, and that's something that JJ talks about. Is like he swears to God, athletes that train with bands a lot are much more resilient to injury, much more. And I mean, that's that's how I've been training, and I don't get injured. I still play. I play flag football. I play. I play in a men's league, and I'm you know I'm good to go. I'm always ready to go. I play, and I don't hurt. You know, I don't break my body down i can i i'll go hit dynamic lower hit like 100 pounds hundred thousand pounds of volume and i'll play baseball the next day and i'll be fine <laughs> you know what i mean and it's just funny to me i don't know do you get sore often i get sore usually like my upper body not too much um but lower i do because i try to kill my my hamstrings and glutes, especially because now I've done it after. Um, do you know who Joe Lasco is? He's the the so. guy that used to do the uh, stats at Westside. Yeah, I think I follow. He him. goes by Special Strengths on Instagram. Yeah, um, he told me he was like, uh, try just doing one small workout instead of two. So just pick whichever body part, upper or lower, that you suck at the most. Just do that. So being that I do the arms and upper back as my small workout, I try to kill my legs in my, in my dynamic yeah. and max effort day. So yeah, I get pretty sore from, from, uh, from, uh, whatchamacallit from dynamic lower. Plus on top of that, um, I took his advice and, and Anthony Oliver and, uh, uh Chad Faria from Bristol County Barbara club. And they were like, yeah, if you're doing powerlifting and you're doing raw, especially, you should free squat on your dynamic days. So, uh, so that's what making yeah. me a little bit more sore, aka why we don't have our athletes do it. But for me, that's been th so it's like pushing the accessories yeah. and implementing the free squat. Yeah, I've been more sore, <laughs> but um, it doesn't ever affect my, like I was gonna do a bunch of body tempering uh, yesterday before I did my rack pull max effort. And, and and try to get stretching and rolling. And I was just kind of short on time. I kind of wanted a bigger gap before I had to train, like, for three hours straight after. So I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to go right into my lift, see what happens. And I broke my PR by, like, 50 pounds. So 
I think it's kind of more like a mental thing. And like, I try to do, I don't know if you know what like FRC is. So, uh, yeah, so I do that on like off days and, you know, it's like when I, anytime like I push, you know, when you, you know, every single time, like Louis said, you have to do more, the better you get. So every time I push, I'll get like those first two week to two where I'm a little bit more sore than usual, but it's nothing ever where I feel bad. Like yesterday I killed my back. But after the session, I did the yeah. Donnie Thompson and Dick Hartzell hang upside down shit. And my back literally felt like I, I had, yeah, it felt like I didn't even lift. So my hamstrings are still a little sore, but I want to do lower till Friday. So I'll be fine by then. Yeah, you know? so absolutely. With my That's athletes, I try not to get them I think too sore. Within, so the last 12 weeks, um, I actually, <clears throat> I just obliterated my low back with reverse hyper volume. So. I essentially would go mm. like week one, yeah. three sets of 25. <laughs> and at the time, I, I literally, I just threw 405 on my hyper um, just because that was my current box squat PR. So I was like, you know, and I, I mean, I don't know if that's right or wrong. I just, that's just what I wanted to do. And so three of 25, and then next week, 425, and I do an upper and lower day. And then I do five of 25. And then, for the every week or every three week cycle after that, I just added five reps and I just keep, you know, I, I tapered down on sets and then go up in sets, you know, every three weeks. And this last cycle, I just finished last Ooh. week. I did five sets of 40 with four or five on there. And I noticed during that whole 12 months or 12 weeks, I should say, um, dude, I couldn't get sore. Like even on my dynamic lower days, like I woke up the next day, I just, Dude, I do not – the only thing that got me a little sore was my first week I've been doing some rollouts, like full-body rollouts with uh, a, even just a band assessment. Yeah, the first day I did those, Dabble. I tried to do it on the second day. And, oh, my God, my my core was obliterated. Like, I couldn't even roll out, bro. I was hurting. But soon after, the next week, all that pain went away. <laughs> and, like, it couldn't – I don't know. I noticed that even, like, when I do <laughs> – uh, like uh, deficit deadlifts and things like that. Like even with a, when I max that out, my shit, man, my back will round like a mofo. I, I wake up the next day and I like don't even realize that I did that the day before. You know what I mean? Yeah, I be I be letting my back round now in the day because I don't I feel agree. like it can get hurt the more I push the reverse hyper. Because <laughs> Louis talks about the time. There's a lot of dudes that they have like a rounded back. Because the bar stays close to you and the range of motion is less. And I just push my deadlift. Yeah. So it's like, it'd be a little rounded, but I don't feel it. So I, I, I should I be like fine. No <laughs> we'll see what happens. Just because I feel like, especially with deadlifts, bro, I just, it's so hard for me to get get my hips down. Oh my God. Well, that's the thing. I've had guys. Oh, you're tall. Yeah. Like, yo, do you need to work on your mobility? I'm like, bro, <laughs> I've tried. Like, <laughs> I have. I think you do, but at the same time, you're still just never gonna be able to do the Dude, same thing a short guy can. You know, this is how it goes. My, I record every <laughs> set, and I'll go watch it, and like I'll try to get as low as I can and get my, you know, I want to get you know wedged in there and try to get my center of mass over that over the bar, and bro, just holding that position in itself is so difficult for me, and I mean. I mean, I feel like, I mean, it's definitely an excuse, but I just, my femurs are long as hell, bro. Like, 
it's such an uphill battle, <laughs> you know. And that's why <laughs> that's where, and that's another reason why I'm not super into the powerlifting because it's just like I'm just not built for it, man. I just don't know, you know, outside. Yeah, and I don't want to. Yeah, like you said, you're going to gain a lot of weight. It's going to be a little easier. I grew up a fat kid, man. Yeah. I didn't like it. <laughs> You don't you don't get as much attention from the ladies. And I'm like, eh. <laughs> a little. I'll be vain in that regard. I don't care. <laughs> that's the thing. Like more. Like that's a my comeback. People is like, you know what? If we're playing a pickup sport of any kind anywhere, I'll probably get picked ahead of you anyway. So it's like, you know, that those little short dudes that, you know, all they do is powerlifting. It's like, you know what? Well, I'm a better athlete. <laughs> you know. That's, yeah, you know, yeah. and that's yeah, I know what you're good you know, at. You know, <laughs> I, it's just kind of funny to see how that stuff plays out because it's like you you gotta have a bit of an ego, and then you kind of got a bit, be, you know, you gotta be humble as well. And I think that's where I really gravitate towards being a strength coach because, like, hell, we're all philosophers. I feel like, like, I think it's kind of funny. <laughs> I don't know. If you... <laughs> I mean, I'm, I quote Louis Simmons basically every session, at least, I mean, at least every day, almost with my kids. There's always something where I have a Louis quote that I just, because I listen to everything he says all you know? the time, memorizers, like, yeah. nope, nope. <laughs> kid, the kid that wants to gain weight, I got to gain weight to get yeah, strong. Exactly. Nope, strong is strong. And that's where ain't strong. I can bitch about my femurs all day long, but. There's still a way to get stronger, you know. And yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, because you go to West Side, there are some there are some tall dudes that he has that aren't like fat and they tall, but they're like big. You know what it is? It's just gonna be harder. Like it's just like you know, like bodybuilding. The taller guy has a better chance to win, but the climb to get big enough to take advantage of his height and size is harder than the short guy. The short guy can weigh a lot less have less big of a muscle, but the, the appearance makes him look bigger than he is. So a longer guy has more potential to win, but it's going to take you a lot longer to get your yeah. biceps to look like how the short guy's bicep does, you know. But you still have that advantage, you know. But it's like, yes, in the bench, if you had the longer arms, you'll suck at the – you know, that's why Louis always says, none of the athletes are usually good at benching, but they're really good at deadlifting because they can be in a yeah. higher – their butt can be higher because they're long – they have the long-ass arms, you know. <laughs> But squatting and benching sucks usually. <laughs> sounds well to kind of where I'm at in my my training. But that's the thing, you know. That's like, I, I get, it doesn't kill me to know that there's people that are stronger than me out there. It's like, well, you know, there there are very yeah yeah, yeah. people in the world that are actually strong in the big picture. Out of the eight billion people in the world. Like the number of people that can deadlift 500 pounds, I feel like is still like you're in the one percent of that. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's something I actually talked to JJ about. And yeah, he, he kind of reminded because you know I'm trying to be humble and talking to him like, yeah, no, I still ain't strong. Like you know I ain't shit. And like Tony's like, dude, you're stronger than the average person like by a long shot. And you know that's. That's part of the ego part. You know, you got to have enough ego. You got to believe your own hype to, to some degree. If you don't, you're just going to stop making progress. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's part of it. Like, I was, I was listening to 
can't remember. It's this big, fat black dude that's a pro. Oh, he benches yeah, like yeah, 800. Yeah. His name is something, Max, Maxim. Or, he just posted a video. It was him and Louie. Yeah. And and Louie was talking about what he, he, he was saying. You know, it was like going into a fight growing up or going into the meets or when I max out, he's like, whether I fail or not, I don't look at it. Like, I always thought, why didn't I get it? Because going in, I never I never think in the aspect of, oh, I'm not going to do it. So you always have to have that confidence and belief in yourself. Like, no, 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 I'm going to do it. You know, that, you know, just because some kids or athletes, they go into already, like, mentally yeah. defeated. And that well, could be the reason why they miss it was not because they're really not strong. Big into in the last you know, year and a half <clears throat> is uh, I, I, I listen – I, I've actually gotten pretty into some meditative techniques and stuff like that. I know. Bro, Dude, people start, keep telling me I to honestly, do it. I just be lazy. <laughs> my girlfriend be telling me to do it. I just be lazy. Yeah, you ever heard of Wim Hof? Ooh, the what? You got to look him up. Um, there's a pretty no. good documentary on YouTube. It's a Vice documentary. But it's a he... he he created this breathing method and he's, he's known as the Iceman. Um, he, he's performed like insane feats of, you know, withstanding super cold temperatures. Um, and he like, dude, this guy almost, he almost hiked to the top of Mount Everest without a shirt on. <laughs> but, but the thing is, a lot of bugging, he bugging. Him, he's repeated with the people he's taught his methods to. Um, and like his breathing method, it's, it's uh, oh shit. For me, it made meditation make a lot more sense because it's so active. And then you incorporate a breath hold um, each round. And dude, it's crazy because you can show yourself you can hold your breath a lot longer than you really thought you could. Yeah, like Dude, when I'm in the shower, I can hold my breath five seconds and I put shampoo in the dish. It changes the way your, neuro, uh, <laughs> your, neuro, your neurology works, I swear to God. That's like, it, it's pretty crazy. But, you know, I use those, you know, kind of to meditate. But then I also listen to like sleep meditations that uh, will like, it. they use affirmation photo. It'll use binaural beats to basically lull your brain into whatever state like there's delta waves which kind of put you in a deep sleep there's theta waves that um increase like they put your brain into that wavelength that makes you uh dream more um and when you're dreaming or when you're sleeping that's when your subconscious is um what's the word it's it's more susceptible to uh its environment it's going to take in a lot more information and when you're listening to these affirmations, it, it's basically like subconscious programming. It's it's like reprogramming your mind to think positively. I, and I think that's something super underutilized. And literally, you know, it, it's very powerful for athletes and uh, <laughs> weight training and weightlifting. But literally just the rest of your – like every other part of your life because I think people naturally tend to minimize what they – like themselves and – what they can accomplish. Um, I think it's a natural human tendency and a lot of people aren't aware of that. And uh, when you're just constantly self-deprecating all the time, it, it sends a subconscious signal that will rear its ugly head when, you know, when you're trying to be successful in something, I, I firmly believe that. 
And dude, this stuff is it's kind of cool, man. Cause you know, I've gone through very like low points in my life where I just, I didn't believe in myself. You know what I mean? I walk up to the bar and it's like, I tried to be as positive as I can, but then there's just like a voice in my head that'd be like, I don't know if you can do this. And that's been, no, 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 no. I, I, for a second, I was like, is he talking about picking up a girl? And then uh, I said, oh, wait, no, he's talking about the bar, like the bar squat. You walk up to, you walk up to like the barbell and, and it's like, no, you, have, no. you have a subconscious thought in your head and last second it tells you that you can't do it. Like it will hold you back. You know what I mean? And, uh, like that, that subconscious stuff, True. dude, I think that that's a huge, that's a huge portion of like psychology. I think people tend to neglect. That's on a whole nother, that's a whole other, that's not uh, totally opposite of training, but you know, <laughs> I don't know. I got into that. <laughs> my my uh because my girl she's really? she's about to graduate with her master's in psychology and it's going to be focused in sports psychology so she talks about that all the time she got this book and i didn't even know about this guy but he's he's like one of the big guys in, in meditation he was uh i think phil jackson had him come when Kobe was George there Walker? i think he was there with when they were with michael with the bulls Yes, yes. He's got a really she, good book. So she's been talking my ear off about that stuff, and I'm like, yeah, no, may, maybe a, I need to be getting the meditation uh, stuff. <laughs> he, it was his book where I, where I actually got that quote from that said people tend to minimize themselves and their abilities. I think – I can't remember the name of his book, but he's actually got a book. on. It's a sports mm-hmm. psychology book. Um, and, uh, dude, that's a good one too. And he's big on the power of the subconscious mind. Um, and like, and like, honestly, I'd tell you, you know, even people, people who really don't believe in themselves, I'll tell them to like, like, honestly, just say it out loud yourself. Like I am great. You know, I'm blessed and highly favored, like stuff like that. No matter how corny it sounds like, you know, or cliched, whatever, like literally lie to yourself Mm -hmm. until you believe it and you will. And you'll notice a massive change just in your life, just everything in your life. I think that that boils down all the way, all the way down to how your physiology actually functions too. How your mind controls your physiology, dude. It's <laughs> it's crazy, bro. Like I don't know. I get I get really nervous about that stuff. I get into the into the weeds, and that's what led me into making that drink um, that we got. That's going to be coming out soon. Yeah, tell me more about why is it, what's in it that, you, like you said, is we don't want it to be just an energy drink. What else is in it, and what are some of the things it's supposed to do that's different? Yeah, than so drink more, does, even though more or less I'm guessing it does give mental you energy. energy, but really the way I see it is actually it's, 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 it's reaping the benefits of your, what your nervous system can do when it's relaxed. So it's not necessarily all about high energy or intensity it's really yeah so like you know most energy like pumping you up it's not like really pumping you up for you. okay um and i think you know we get desensitized to caffeine over time and i think that makes inroads on our recovery long term um you know i see kids these days they'll they'll fucking they'll be banging energy or you know like they'll slam a bang drink before they go out and pitch it's got like 300 milligrams of caffeine <laughs> 
and then there'll be pictures of <laughs> all the map and erratic <laughs> as fuck. And you know, I'm, I know for a fact they're getting nervous and anxious from it. And so something I kind of, when I was studying for my CSCS, I started looking down and learning more about <clears> the tropics. Um, and one big nootropic that I love is called Elfini. And that's, uh, that's found in green tea. That's the amino acid in green tea that calms your nervous system. And that's why green tea is considered like relaxing or tea in general is relaxing. Um, and that's that, I mean, dude, there's not really yeah. known, I think, tox, like toxic levels of it. Like uh, taking 1200 milligrams of that stuff. And, you know, I feel great. Like my mind, my, my mental energy is completely there. And so that's why I wanted to make a drink that had nootropics in it that, you know, have a higher dosage. Cause a lot of the ones that are on the market these days, they're, they're, I, I just consider them more or less weak. Like the one that we've created, it's got like 70 milligrams of caffeine from green tea extract. It's got, I think like a hundred or 150 milligrams of L-theanine. It has, I think, two or 300 milligrams of lion's mane, which is very good. It has a lot of neuroprotective benefits there. Uh, it has rhodiola rosea, which actually helps fight physical and mental stress. Um, I know there, I think there were studies in Germany back in like the 50s where they actually... I think they, they had a lot of promise there showing that it actually rhodiola rosa is really good for kids with like ADHD. Um, and then it has, and then we have magnesium in it, magnesium glycinate, <laughs> because magnesium, that's something way okay. too many people neglect and they don't get in their diet. Um, and you know, and a lot of people that buy magnesium, they get inevitably, they get the wrong type of magnesium that isn't even absorbable and you know magnesium is very useful for recovery um and, and it basically works in the same way it's going to calm your nervous system down and it's it's basically it's designed to bring more balance to your system rather than being stuck in a high you know high cortisol high adrenaline high heart rate situation uh this is a little more we're going to balance out your nervous system and allow your mind to opt or uh, function a lot more optimally. Does that make sense? So it'd be really good. Like after training or like before you're going to sleep or like on off days, like when good. you first wake up before I like, like the kids are going to class training. or whatever. So you take it to start your morning. Um, I think you could take it after training to cause l But would you do it, like, if you do it before training, would you still be like, it's okay to take, like, the pre-workout along with it? Or, like, like let's say you drink it in the morning, two hours later you oh, yeah. train, then you take pre-workout. Is that, like, still okay? Or would that, so like, interfere with, okay, it doesn't matter. If you okay. have a high caffeine content in your pre-workout, <clears throat> you know, I mean, but, Fiend. like I said, right, right. our drink doesn't right, have right, that right. much caffeine in it. And the cool thing is, Caffeine, when you combine it with like L-theanine, right? for example, the L-theanine will help. Uh, it'll help you from getting that anxious feelings that caffeine inevitably comes along with drinking caffeine. Um, 
And that's the thing is it, it really helps your mind focus and it right. helps, it helps you focus on things you need to be focusing on. That's why I think it's a good, it's good for training because, you know, training is not all like, I feel like I don't need, a, especially let's say for like max efforts and stuff. I don't need necessarily a ton of energy to get myself ready to, you know, to work up to an, uh, a one rep max. You know what I mean? I can do that even on, on my worst days. Um, and for me, I'm more, I need to be focused when I do this. I, I don't want to be over hyped up and jacked up because I've, in my experience, when I do that, I tend to neglect, you know, getting myself into a better position, you know, p- trying to objectively analyze the things I could be doing wrong. You know what I mean? For me, it's, it's I, I really put the value in the mental aspect of, you know, yeah. the focus part of training. Um, and like I said, this would be something I, I think another thing I like about this drink is I feel like it can be a very good deterrent to people that think they need Adderall for things. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that would be great. Yeah, Cause that's like, a fucking you know, problem I've that gets prescribed too damn much. With it and, uh, I just, I just don't think it's right. I know, you know, people that work in, uh, you know, very competitive jobs that require a lot of energy and a lot of, you know, mental focus, they turn to these, these substances like Adderall and they don't. Yeah. And they'll ignore the long-term effects, the negative, or the Coke, you know, side effects <laughs> that are going to come along. Um, and you know, like, I mean, like, in, like kids that are in college, they think they need to slam a shitload of caffeine and take an Adderall to study for an exam and they're totally ignoring, you know, like their sleep or things they need to be paying attention. Because if you're not sleeping, you're not going to make those memories. You're not going to retain it. Right. Yeah. Or the, or the kids that just go to school and don't ever train or nothing. All they do is school 24-7, study 40 hours a day. They never they never get any break from the mental stress at all. Yeah. Either. And when you're doing that. And, and they don't not, eat just, properly. Not not if you're not <laughs> sleeping enough you are not going to retain information nearly as well. Like it's just, you know, like that, like sleep is designed to protect our neurology and to encode data that we took in earlier that day. You know what I mean? So, and and that's why I put a high, you know, I put a lot of priority in sleep and that, and that's kind of where this drink came from is it's trying to find a way to bridge the gap between jacked up, energy ready to go mind there everything and you know being able to actually understand that things need balance our minds need to work we need to put them in a position where they're going to be able to view the outside world in a better light in a better perspective because i think that will do a lot more in terms of helping you be successful and performing well and having better interactions with people and not being on edge and not being anxious and all the other, you know, <clears throat> crazy negative things that a lot of people mentally are dealing with nowadays. You know what I mean? But yeah, that's what I know. I'm excited. Yeah. We just finished production and we're going to, we're going to start. Uh, I think we should be able to start making shipping runs here. In yeah. The when is it coming out? Yes, sir. Yep. Oh, okay. 
And, and when are you, where are you going to be? Are you, is it just going to be like upon request or like I think uh, your website? Or are you going to try to get into stores? Like how does, how does it work? Uh, yeah, I think it'll be in a couple places. But is it locally? Our two partners are, and where we produce the drink is located in New Jersey. Um, and so basically we're just trying to get enough, you know, okay. cause we need to be able to pay for shipping. That's, that's the thing. This is expensive stuff. So <laughs> none of us are exactly well off. So we've been doing our best to find our ways to make shipping. We got, we got derailed a lot this winter trying to make our, our production because, uh, COVID really screwed us over. A lot of the ingredients wouldn't come in on time and then. When we go into production, somebody spilled all of our cans, and so we had to get new ones. Oh, it was a, it was a joke. But we finally got them filled up. I think we got oh, about 11,000-something cans. Um, and I think we're in a couple retail stores. I know we're in a few in Kansas, and we're supposed to be in uh, a store up in Sun Valley, Idaho, in, a, in like, uh, supplement shops. But yeah, man, if it, mm. and like if you want to check it out, our website is mm. drinkalchemy.co. Um, I think we have we have three packs and twelve packs you can order. We got it, I mean, I'm excited for it. <laughs> I think it's sweet. Mm-hmm. I think it's something that hasn't really been done before the way we've done it. And our cans look badass, bro. They look <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm always trying to do stuff that I don't have to think too much about. So if you're saying it has all that good shit in that's supposed to help, that's good for me because, like, I, I'm on a meal service now because I don't like having to cook. <laughs> I'm lazy. And I don't want to have to think about that shit. <laughs> so it's like, if, you're, if your uh, drink does all this, a lot of stuff that I'm not taking yeah. or I'll forget to take, and it's like, oh, I just got to get my drink in today. Oh, yeah. And it's, it's got to taste got good. Like as long a, as it tastes good, it's got like a I'll bang them out. Too, so, you know, like a, yeah, um, similar to like, a, like what yellow Red Bulls taste like. Yeah. I don't think I've ever I had a yellow Red Bull. I've only had the red one. But, uh, yeah. It's got I like, like Monsters. Does it taste like any of the Monsters? Monster. It's going to have... Um, yeah yeah is it crispy we, like you know like sure the soda like, like that. a carbonated yeah. type okay we actually there was another nootropic i really wanted to get in there but we couldn't find out a way to to get it in there without um imp- without making it it would like make the drink super frothy and like a little thicker it was weird yeah i know it sucked because uh it's called bacopa yeah. um and that is like an ayurvedic herb that mm. is uh, really, really good for increasing your memory. I actually, I took like, yeah, I think we all need that. <laughs> oh, I, I need that. I took it for 12 weeks straight with like 600 <laughs> milligrams a day. And um, I mean, it, it's anecdotal, but I, I truly think that my, my, it really affected my memory positively. Like I, I started, you know, getting better at, the you know memory retention for little facts and things i want to learn and my uh between the meditation techniques that i use like i feel like i mean honestly i'm trying to build myself like my own uh photo- i want to get like a photographic memory i truly think you can like work up to that <laughs> to a degree like i think you can truly improve that a lot i think it has to do with like you know 
how how well you can put your mind in a place to to be able to think clearly, honestly. Dude, that's what I'm saying. I'm sure I had that for school. Trying to change the game Fuck. out here, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, anything else you uh, wanted to talk about before we before we call it? Like I let that. I just let it all go. I feel like I let it all out so far. Oh, I got, I got one. You know, I always like to ask coaches this. Oh, you know, uh, what's oh. your opinion on on the use of ladders in training? I think, I think they're okay <laughs> if, if you got like little kids out there that absolutely have zero coordination. You know, I try not to shit on them too bad, but it's, yeah, uh, I think they, they're not speed ladders. Not shit they on. Might them. as well call them coordination ladders. <laughs> You know, I think that's all they really help is, you know, they might help with your coordination, but even then it's like the value of one rep maxes to me improves your coordination way, way more like than any of them ladders will do. Correct. I think it's just, uh, you know, I, I think we see it the same way. I think it's just people use it to get clout on the gram. Yeah. That's, that's literally all it is. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> What do you think? What do you think about all the guys that are like uh, the speed trainers, where all they do is like focus on form of running instead of focusing on lifting, and think uh, quarter squats is the only thing you need to do as far as lifting? I I cannot handle it. I mean, and hey, I'm not the type of guy I don't want to shit on quarter squats. I think quarter squats are okay. Uh huh. Yeah. Oh, I do like consensus. Yeah. I do that. Yeah, I do that. Exactly. That's like, but that's all you do. It, it's like free squats. It's the guys that that you know think it's uh like it's a sin to do anything but an ass to grass squat. You want to say, all right, dude. Well, you're probably plateauing a lot quicker than I. Mm-hmm. You know, and a lot of the guys that are, a lot of the guys that are super powerful <laughs> that can do the, that can do ass to grass and do pretty good weight. They're still bouncing out of the hole, anyways. They're they're utilizing that stretch reflex, and everyone knows it. And if yeah. they don't, they should. Absolutely. Yep. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, everyone who does and their it, knees hurt. I'm good on that. Self <laughs> isn't the worst, but like, it, everyone, it will take a toll sooner or later. You know. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> mm. How often do you have your athletes do a uh, high band work for the all know, day, every day man. rear delts and triceps? Especially and since I don't have uh, a lot of dumbbells, or you know, like I we I rely heavily on bands. Yeah. I think I think like J like when you know like what JJ's told me is. They make you more resilient, and I train with bands super consistently in my own training. And just from my own experience, I feel better, and I don't have pain when I do them. And it sounds simplistic as hell, man. I get kids and their knees hurting. I'll be like, "All right, well, we got 150 leg curls to do." <laughs> and I'm like, "That sounds super simplistic, but I swear by it." <laughs> Anytime I've had a knee issue and I smoke them with some band leg curls, it's gone next day and uh, I think some people don't like it when you get too simple like that but fuck them 
every day. How often do you um have I them mean, do ads in oblique like, work? You know, not every every okay. time we do core work, it'll be obliques. Um, and you know, sometimes it'll be obliques, and we won't do actual like you're working your rectus, abdominis, or any of that. But um, I like to prioritize psoas training when I can. Like try to try to really dig and hit them psoas. Um, but yeah, I, I personally think you should do it every day. Cause like Louis said, like those smaller muscles, they recover much faster and your abs are like, dude, that's the facilitator, man. That's, that's where that transfer of energy is happening, especially in athletics and in training. Like, I just feel like you need to do it for safety and for function. What do you for have them do for warm-ups on lower like and upper body days? form of F- FRC. Um, depending on how bad, you know, whatever the efficiency is, I will try <clears> to, you know, I'll, I'll have them spend a little more time on it. <clears throat> but I usually do like a three-circuit or three-exercise circuit. Um, and I'll have them warm-up on the sled. I'll have them do a couple trips with the sled just to get the hammies and the posterior chain rolling. And then we'll do FRC. We'll do uh, – I like to pick right. a movement that will mimic the movement we're working on that day, whatever the main lift is. So especially my, my beginners, I'll actually – I'll just have them do box squats with no weight, just practicing that form on a low box. Um, and then I do something like a leg curl to get the hammies just nice and, uh, you know, get that tension up, jack that tension up, get some nice uh, blood movement going through the hammies and – Essentially, I just kind of follow that model. Sometimes it'll be we'll, we'll hit the adductors to warm up. Uh, I kind of rotate them, you know. Maybe we'll do like a belt squat march. Or uh, I actually like to hook a band low where we do the belt squat marches, and I'll have them do like three sets of five jumps just to get that's that, that potentiation, that PAP. We'll do that. Um, and then upper body days – same thing. We'll do FRC, something to warm up your rear delts, something to, uh, you know, mimic, like if we're benching, I, if I got younger kids, I can, you know, they can do like three or four sets of 20, 25 reps with my 30 pound dumbbells or yeah. anything. And that'll be good for that. Or we'll do like a, a back warm up. I try to stay pretty simple with it. What do you got? What do you have your baseball kids? What are some variations that you like to do for the jumps, or which ones you focus on that really improving more than others? I think a transverse broad jump. That's the you, you start on one leg sideways jump, then yep. twist. I'll, yep. Yeah. Okay. I'll have them do it one leg, um, and I'll have them even like my pitchers. I'll have them pick that like their front leg up like a pitcher would. Oh. Okay. Um, and jump into that. And then I'll also have it, have them do them from both legs. Okay. Um, I like to do those. I like to do them with, uh, where you go from a transverse broad jump into a broad jump. So we can work on that multiple effort thing right. where we can. And I, I try to instruct them like, Hey, I want you hitting the ground and leaving the ground quick, you know, working on that ground contact time. Um, something I've been really enjoying using. I think that's been getting a lot of benefit is, We'll do broad jumps with a band attached around them. Mm. I think those are sweet. And I'll just do the same thing. I'll, I'll, I'll slap the band around them and do transverse broad jumps. And uh, I'll just I'll wave the bands as well. I'll start with like a micro mini, go to a mini, 
and then go to a monster mini or even I'll even work up to like an average size band, you know. Okay. But but that's usually for the stronger ones. <laughs> guys that still need a little lighter, I'll keep it lighter for them. Especially the the kids that are that weigh less, because if you, you you have them do them bands, <laughs> uh, you have them jump with the bands and they jump too far, like. You're like, stick the land. No, I'm getting flown back. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. That's how I'm like, all right, I better stand behind him to catch him. <laughs> what do you do? Hook it up to the to the uh, squat rack, the band, or do you hold it? Uh, I've done it where I hold it, but I'm, I'd rather just slap it on the rack. Right, right. <laughs> Makes life easier for me. <laughs> Yeah, those are those have been my. I I like I like doing knee jumps too. Knee jumps, okay, cool. Yeah, jumping from the knees. Do you I test know, them uh, with that, or do you just do multiple sets? We, I have tested. I kind of got away from testing it because obviously it's it's a little dangerous. Yeah. Um, I mean, I had a kid that did one fifteen on his back, and I just I you know I kept letting him go heavier because he was just smoking it. He was hitting <laughs> it no problem. You ever done it just to a height of like the box? Like try to go on the knees onto the box? Yep. Yep. I have one kid that did, he jumped up to, I want to say I had the box at 14 inches. Okay. And I, I was pretty impressed with that. My oh, that was damn was good like for eight or, eight or nine inches, you said? Yeah. yeah you just got longer legs. legs. Yeah. Yeah, dude. It's a long way. Legs have to go so far. <laughs> but yeah, those are fun. But yeah, I, I actually I learned I messaged uh, Bird back in the day. I asked him what he did to help improve knee jumps, and he said kneeling squats. So I don't oh, know really? if you've ever tried those, but I like the kneeling squats. Yeah. Hmm. Actually, that, I haven't worked those in a while. I might have to mix those in my next cycle. Shit. That's like <laughs> an accessory, though. Like what? I've done it as an accessory. I've never maxed it. I, yeah, I don't, I don't, that's, that sounds kind of crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. are your are your toes up or is it like you know you know what I mean? Like is your feet yeah. toes up? I have to go down. I can't do them up. Oh, so you so you're you know like the top of your foot part of it's on the ground, basically. Yep. And I then, can't do okay. it with my with my toes up. And I mean, I'm a size 14 shoe, so I like. I don't know. I think it's just so it's like that distance thing. When I try to go up, it's like it, it's like I start standing on my toes and then I can't clear them under me and I it's just <laughs> can't do it. That kid that hit 115, he he did it with his toes up. Oh, okay. Yeah. I so basically just try to, you know, I basically let the athlete choose which feels better. Do you, you know, put anything right down around. on your on your legs? For like, or do you just do them on the ground, bare knee? Um, lately, what I've been doing, I've actually been doing them off of an ab mat. I seen uh, Josh Hill with uh, Edge Performance. I know, I don't know that. If you yeah, yeah, him. yeah. Um, I saw him having his guys do it off an ab mat, and I've been doing that as well. You don't have to. I mean, I, they're definitely easier, but if you're gonna do like a multiple effort knee jump, like. Like my last training cycle, I just did a knee jump off that into a transverse jump. Uh, I actually really liked that. I, hmm. I, I thought that was nice B just because it helps you clear the ground faster. 
get your feet in the ground, and then quickly jump. So, you know, work on that multiple effort thing again. Right. That's what uh, – that's how I reasoned it. Like I said, I'm not <laughs> – I'm not an expert. I'm still out here experimenting with things. Like I, you know, like I said, I, I may be doing things incorrectly, but you know, I'm gonna figure it out along the way. Uh, uh, have you thought about taking bird cert? Because I did. That's a, that's the best best amount of money I spent on on for strength training. So really? Far. Yeah. No. It's like I like I'm gonna get my special strengths through SI. Just because it's like so many few people have it. Plus, like, I just want to have it to have it because I've been building a good relationship with him. But the Burt one for for sport athletes, I think it's just the best because he picks apart everything that's hard to understand in Louis books or the Russian books and just what out of those books actually applies to strength. And then all the little things that he's figured out from doing it for like 20 something years and like yeah. everything, how he lays everything out, like. He even gives you uh, his testing sheet, like how he tests, how he warms up. He gives you like all his Dick Hartzell stuff that he uses. I mean, it's everything. Like, and it's I'm all phone calls. It's like I've always, always been a big fan of Bird, man. He, it's just like you know, you you see the best coach, like you know, you can see who knows what they're doing. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and that's the thing. I the first time I saw his account, I saw a kid doing a seventy-two inch box jump. So I'm like follow immediately <laughs> and then i see he had a ball player dude he had a ball player do a knee jump with 275 <laughs> and i'm just sitting there like okay this conjugate stuff's the real deal yep <laughs> you know and that's and that's like uh i don't i uh i definitely listen to jj a lot too i He's definitely taught me a lot. I, he's actually the guy that got me into conjugate. I never knew what the hell it was until I followed his account back in the day and seeing his strong eight athletes. Um, and it resonated just because I'm a baseball guy. And he's right. baseball players. And it's like I see him churning out freaking dudes that deadlift and squat in the 500, 600 pounds. And then you, you see video of these kids playing on the field and, and it's just like, they look like naturally born to do the, what they're doing. It's like, they got a natural swing, you know? And, that, and that's what I really, that's why, uh, that's why I lean heavily on a, a lot of what JJ teaches as well, just because I, in the populations I work with, man, I <clears throat> tremendous value in yeah. uh, the way he's trained his guys as well. And Jared, I, I like Jared's stuff. I, it's hard to find. I, ha, I feel like I haven't found as many. I need to listen to his podcast more. Yeah, listen to his podcast. I mean, I had him on mine, and I, because I listen to all, all of his podcasts so much, I, I really, uh, a lot of people said this, I found, like, I made sure, like, all the holes that were, like, in the questions the person asked or the way he answered, I was like, I'm going after all the shit that I feel like a lot of people want answered. So when I went down there, I made sure he got answered. Yeah. So you can get a lot of gold in the one that I interviewed. We did, I think it was like two hours and 40 minutes, something like that. Oh, so it was a, yeah, yeah. It was, Cause we, I was down there for like three and a half hours. The first 50 minutes was him. We were just talking and walking around his gym. Cause it was like after it was closed. And then we yeah. did a podcast for like, so like, yeah, but his, his pod, he'll give you a lot of information. It's just hard because he, like, goes on rants. And, yeah. 
he'll be forgetting what even he'd be talking about. So <laughs> that's the only difficult part. I think between him <clears throat> and JJ and Ferg, I think they're like the next the next generation of you know, like the just advancing that conjugate method and how yeah. to use it properly. Yeah. Was uh you know, that's like Louis obviously old as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> And a lot, of, and a lot of those other guys are more into the powerlifting. I think, yeah, like between these three, they've really learned how to integrate it and really show how powerful it is for the athletic, you know, athletic and performance sector. And I don't know, I'm excited, man. This next decade, I feel like we're like all of us together. We're gonna be advancing the hell out of sports and athletes in in all of our areas of work and. I'm excited. I think it's cool what we can do. Cause... I got I got to have you come down for the for the seminar this year. When when are you doing that? It'll be in December. Are you guys? You're in Atlanta, correct? Atlanta, yeah. Dude, I'll have to go. That'd be sweet. <laughs> yeah, I'm I, I'm gonna. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna make like a group messaging, something like that. Either that or I'll make a post. And I'm just gonna tag every conjugate coach that I've either they had come down or they tuned in or had a podcast, whatever, and just see, like, kind of take a poll, like, what weekend, because last year I had it December 6th, the weekend of December 6th, because that was my birthday. And, okay. But Laura Phelps, um, she has her women's powerlifting meet, and that's why she couldn't come, and because of COVID, that same weekend. So I'm going to kind of see, like, all right, what weekend can everybody come how many people want to speak to see, like, will we make it a two-day thing this time? Um, and then just so we can get the most people out there because, you know, there's, yeah. there's nothing like it for conjugate. So I'm trying to I make it, it as big as you know, can. I've, I've really gotten into this community in the last year. Um, and, and, hell, man, I made a lot of friends already. I want to yeah. want to meet everyone in person and pick everyone's brains. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I want to do. I want to. You know, like I said, I, I definitely don't consider myself an expert by any means. And I yeah. I just yeah. want to learn and learn and learn, dude. I want to meet everybody. And I'm a social – I'm such a social butterfly. I love just hanging out with crowds of people and just conversating, talking like how we are, man. Like, because I'm opinionated as hell. <laughs> <laughs> Can't help it. Well, man, it was, it was great having you on. I appreciate you. Absolutely, man. I appreciate you having me on, man. This is fun. I enjoyed this. Yeah. Um. So just plug plug yourself so everybody can find you if they have any information about your your drink and you know training and all that where they can find you. Okay. Well, uh, my Instagram is <coughs> the best way to find me. Uh, Unbridled Strength. That's my handle. Um, and then if anybody is interested in our drink and wants to go check it out, our Instagram is drinkalchemy.co. Um, and that's our website as well. It, it's drinkalchemy.co. And, uh, yeah, I think that's that covers where I'm at. And if you want to follow me on Twitter, my Twitter name's it's Birdie Baby. Birdie uh, Baby? Really... <laughs> <laughs> I've had Twitter since high school. I've had not changed my name since. <laughs> <laughs> but, All right, yeah, man. Well, I appreciate you. <laughs> Absolutely, man. Well, that concludes everything for this podcast. I hope you all enjoyed as always, you can find me on Instagram. That's K-A-L-I-L S underscore S-H-E-R-R-O-D. Um, you know, that's where I post all my stuff. You can also look at the YouTube to, if you missed 
the conjugate seminar that I hosted last year, still just first and last name on there. If you're a coach or you know a coach that would like to be on the podcast, just DM me. Um, if you have any questions, just DM me. And uh, as always, stay clean. Peace.